Hello, and welcome to another edition of Wander. I'm Andrew Wilcox. Today on the show, we've got an old friend of mine, Nicole, and her business partner, Laura. Uh, they are sound therapy practitioners. They have a, a business called Sound Response Wellness. They also are part of a musical collective called the Sound Body Collective. And what they do is sound therapy. What does that mean? Well, honestly, they can explain it a lot better than I can, but it's actually really, really cool. And I got to try this more myself. Um, at the end of the episode, I put in a six-minute clip of them uh, performing because uh, they did try to perform at points during the interview, and you can kind of get a good idea of what it's all about, but I highly recommend listening to the last six minutes because, I mean, there's limits to the microphone uh, that we were using on the other end. Uh, I don't think it came through as well as it can. Uh, I, once again, listen right to the end, listen to the last six minutes, and uh, hear what it's all about and how beautiful it can be done. Uh, yeah, this is a really neat episode. Um, I think, and I'll talk a little bit more about this during the show, uh, you know, we all use music for therapy at, at times, right? Um, well, they guide people through that in a really, really cool way. So definitely give this episode a listen. I hope you like it. I dug it. They're incredible and awesome people. Um, but I'll let Nicole and Laura talk and tell you a little bit more about it in just a few seconds. Welcome to Wander with Andrew Wilcox. And we'll start with the big question. What is sound therapy? So that sound therapy is based on the understanding that sound frequency vibration can positively impact the body and promote healing and well-being. How did you come to sound therapy? How did each one of you come to sound therapy? Because one thing I find interesting is that both of you have very different backgrounds. And like, Nicole, you come to it as very much a musician. Um, and, and you're, uh, and Laura, you're a, a, a highly trained social worker and psychologist coming to sound therapy from kind of different directions, but, uh, both seeing the value in it. How did you each come to, uh, sound therapy? Nicole. Sure. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, Laura. Um, just a correction there. I'm a psychotherapist. So it's a social worker psychotherapist. Um, so two years ago, um, it'll be two years in May. Um, I went to my first sound bath um, with another uh, sound therapy practitioner in the city of Toronto, and my friend suggested that I go. Um, and the quartz crystal bowls were featured at this sound bath, and I had this really phenomenal experience that I've never had before in my life in which I felt um, a deep sense of serenity, um, stillness, and my entire body just relaxed. And I had the best night of sleep that I'd, I'd had in the last five years. So I, I couldn't stop talking about it. I kept calling people and being like, I heard these quartz crystal bowls and I don't know what happened, but I felt like, you know, so um, at peace without having to meditate. And I felt so calm and it was just this really crazy energetic experience. And then I immediately went and um, 
did some research online and signed up for the sound therapy course at the Institute for Traditional Medicine. So it was one of these things where like I had this experience and then I think within like a week, I, I was like, I have to learn everything, mm-hmm. you know, um, that I can about this. And then um, I took the course and that's how I met Nicole. Mm-hmm. And then our, our, our journey starts from there and, and we, you know, we developed this business. But it was a very profound experience for me. Um, and um, it's become a real tool in my life uh, now to help me um, get really regulated if my day's been really stressful. I just play those quartz crystal bowls and within moments I'm feeling really calm and sort of in the present moment and that vibrational medicine just settles me right down. So it was a very profound thing for me um, and I'm so happy that I found it. And Nicole? Yeah, I I come came to sound therapy uh, as a singer initially. Um, so music's always been a really big part of my life, and and using voice um, has been a journey for me. Um, from being a really shy child to you know now using voice in a way that helps people because I've always wanted to be a. a, a closet psychotherapist so when I met Laura in the program I was like oh my god I need to talk to this girl and uh, we need to join forces Um, so that's I mean in a nutshell kind of how I come to it but I've got a lot of family background playing music with family Um, shout out to Drum Mama Studios in Vancouver who's an incredible drum healer Um, and when I made some life changes about three years ago Four years ago, um, I started exploring how I could incorporate sound into my life in a deeper way to help people and uh, found the program at the Institute of Traditional Medicine and uh, got certified and met Laura and others. And uh, now it's becoming this incredible growing Mm -hmm. part of each other's lives. And we bring our uh, respective professional experiences uh, into the work. And when we went to the Institute for Traditional Medicine, we found three other students and we formed uh, a study group. And so every week we kept practicing um, on each other and, you know, trying out different instruments and tools. So, oh, this is what the didgeridoo does. This is what the frame drum does. This is what the quartz crystal bowls do. So we just also landed with this great group of students and we're able to evolve as sound therapy practitioners Mm -hmm. together um so it was was just a wonderful moment in time still is Mm -hmm. it just feels it just you just like landed with the right group of people that really wanted to learn this and we kept sharing you know everything that we were learning like the books we were reading and it just grew it just kept growing and yeah it's a it's definitely a deep passion yeah yeah, we were initiated. I was just say basically been initiated into a lifelong of learning yeah. on this because there's so many levels to it. There's hard science. There's thousands of years of cross cultural history around this. There's um, a little bit more of the spiritual woo woo thing if you're into that. Yeah. But to Laura's point earlier, you don't need to know how to meditate. You don't need to quote be spiritual to benefit from sound. If you know how to breathe, if you can close your eyes and you can sit down comfortably, lie down comfortably, that's all you need to know how to do mm-hmm. is listen. It's really sound therapy is an exercise in deep listening, but there's no grading, there's no wrong way to receive sound therapy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was thinking about this earlier, and as, as a person that doesn't know much about this at all, and tell me if this, if this uh, statement would be considered to be true. If 
popular music was a street drug, this would be like a prescription drug. <laughs> that's such a you cool know, way that's, to, that's such that a really is cool. way to, right? That like is cool. Yeah. Because I think like a lot of us, I use music for therapy for years, right? It's always been my therapy. You know, you sit and you pick your favorite song and you put and you use it for focus. But I mean, some songs are great and some songs are not. And sometimes their music gets you in certain moods and sometimes music puts you in other moods. But uh, it seems to me the goal of this music is is far more specific, right? Would that be accurate? Yeah, I mean, there are hundreds of studies on the power of music um, and what it does to the brain um, and how it puts people into meditative states. But yes, sound therapy has a goal of resonating a certain way within the person's body that is conducive to helping them um, come into deeper states of relaxation or feel physical releases or emotional releases. And Nicole can speak to a little bit more about what happens to the brain mm-hmm. when we're engaging in this type of therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, essentially what the vibration of instruments such as the quartz crystal bowl or even drum, um, what it does is your brain waves actually entrain to the frequency of the vibration so you can physiologically impact the brain to shift its brain waves into more relaxed states so that's you know there's that intention of wanting to um, deliver to your point like a therapeutic experience Um, it's not so much a performance it's Mm -hmm. more of an intention-filled soundscape that we're often working on certain elements that the client may have talked about certain stressors um, or there may be other things generally going on seasonally or weather wise that, you know, we can use and incorporate into our protocol. Yeah. It becomes like a treatment modality, right? So um, we're using sound as a way to help people, um, you know, do some healing and this sort of really non-invasive way where they, they come back and they tell us all sorts of things like, I felt like my back release. Um, I had um, Hmm. really pleasant memories from my childhood surface. I had visual experience, like lots of colors. I felt uh, emotional release. So it's another way to get to healing. You know, my training is uh, somatic and talk therapy. So it's another way for people to like get reconnected with themselves. Um, Often, you know, uh, we're doing it at a group, so there's that element to feeling supported by the group around you, but not having to participate or be with the group particularly if we're doing, like, a sound bath. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a treatment modality. Really, yeah, right? yeah, and it can be one-on-one, and it can also be in groups. groups. So it's, it's kind of a, a way of building community mm-hmm. um, um, and coming together and giving yourself permission to just do nothing for an hour, you know, but you're not, not, you're not, you're doing something, you're doing something for yourself, but it's actually really hard for people to just lie down right. and be with themselves. Oh, it's and it's near impossible for me. It's near impossible yeah. for me. And I was, yeah. uh, I, I attempted a float tank about a month ago. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Interesting. And yeah. I was thinking about when I was listening to some of the videos that you guys have, I was like, man, I would love to have had this in the float mm-hmm. tank because yeah, I think it would be a crazy experience <laughs> altogether. Because they had like random music, but I also found that um, I don't know what what the word is. The music that you guys were playing seemed to go a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. The absolutely. Like, like even from watching it on a video, 
it seemed and felt like it went a little bit deeper. And, it, and so it was a, a bit of a different way. So I was thinking in the float tank, it would be a really crazy experience to have those two things uh, paired together. But I was also wondering, like, what's the difference between an individual experience, like you with a one-on-one client, and with a group experience? Is there a feeling of being a part of that community, of that group? And, and what are the benefits of each one of those? So when it comes to a, a singular person, what's the benefits of having a one-on-one therapy session for this? So what a, uh, maybe I'll speak yeah. to that and you can speak to the group. Sure. So a sound therapy practitioner, um, if you're doing an individual session, you know, you would meet with that client and you have a conversation about, um, you know, what's going on in your life. So, so the person says, you know, I'm really struggling with some grief or I need to make a decision about something in my career. And then the sound therapy practitioner creates a protocol using different types of um, tools to inform how they're going to create that sound bath. So we call on traditional Chinese medicine. We call on the, um, some stuff around the chakra system. We call on common things from neurobiology, you know, maybe helping that person if they're feeling really anxious, feel more grounded and doing some deep breathing as they're listening to sound. And it's a very intimate experience one-on-one. Um, you know, sometimes people might cry during an individual session and, um, so the, the sound therapy practitioner is not a, not a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not doing psychotherapy or counseling with you, but we're going through this like 45 minute to one hour journey of sound with you and, and really just letting you come to your own um, understanding of what's going on for you. So people kind of come out of those sessions in their own way. So you're being really taken care of and it's very intimate um, and it's very supportive. And often people want to come back and, and do another session once they've had one because it's, it can be quite profound. People sometimes recall things they haven't thought of in a long time. Or I had one friend who said, I really think I need to end this relationship. Like <laughs> I've done a bunch of stuff with the gong and she was like, I'm going to go home and end this relationship. Right. Like it's not working. And I didn't really talk to her much about the relationship or what was going on. But she had this profound experience where she was like, I need to make this change. So it's a very organic process mm-hmm. and the sound therapy practitioner is mm-hmm. guiding you through that, but they're not telling you what to do or what to feel. Yeah. Yeah. And even in a group setting, people have their own individual journeys. You know, I have a friend that had never been to a sound bath, um, enjoyed it. And then two days later, it texts me going, you know what? I think something happened from the back, like, something came through the back end, you know, like two days later, she's still like processing and like coming through some revelations, personal revelations for herself. Um, So in a group setting, I mean, one-on-one to Laura's point, you have a bit more of an intake and you understand what's going on emotionally or physically. Um, um, And in a group uh, setting, you're kind of tapping into the larger intention, which generally is to give people this relaxing state to just experience what it is they're going to experience. Um, but in the you're always still scanning the room. You know, you are you're looking one on one at the client, but also you're looking at the room. Are people fidgeting? Are some people sleeping? Are some people crying? Are some people? And it's that happens. It's a very personal experience for individuals. They each kind of go on their own journey. But as a practitioner, when you're working with a group you are uh you are wanting to be aware of just the overall energy of the room yeah um and when people come up yeah we often do a little bit of voicing or sounding with them so we Mm -hmm. might do something really simple like like making the a sound and that feels 
people feel really connected with that because some people don't, but a lot of people do. And we're like, it doesn't matter how you sound because people have all sorts of hangups about their voice. And somewhere along the line, they got messaging that their voice doesn't sound good. And that's so painful yeah. because it's your voice. It's your soul. It's, it's who you are. So yeah. in our sound baths, we're like, you know, it doesn't matter the sound, just make it with us. And people mm-hmm. love that yeah. and they feel really connected. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we feel like we can keep going, but we have to end yeah, because, you know, we're coming to the end of the hour. Yeah. And it just sounds beautiful. It sounds like angels and some people start harmonizing and, and everybody walks out. Pretty, no one's ever come up and out. no one feels more agitated usually at the end of a sound bath. Yeah. It's the opposite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I always I always like to think of uh, the fact that mu- music brings order to chaos. Mm-hmm. Is what music does, and I think uh, would you say a goal of this is uh, is is to is to focus the mind, or it is de- it to allow it to wa- is it to allow say. it to wander? Because I find a lot of times I really struggle with focusing my mind. And I love to do activities like stand-up paddleboarding, motorcycles. They help me to focus my mind because all of my body yeah. is involved in one activity. It allows my mind to find one space. I yeah. found floating to be very much the exact opposite. My mind went everywhere in that room, mm-hmm. right? I was in pitch black. I heard music. And I was essentially, as they explained, floating. I found it to be that type of experience. So which type of experience would a person have in a sound bath? Would it be a very focused experience or is it both depending on the person? I think it can be both. It's absolutely, uh, you can use sound like as a tool, a mindful tool and Mm -hmm. and as you find your mind wandering, you delicately kind of shift back to listening, (laughs) right? Um, You know, if you know how to use your breath, you can kind of help your breath, use your breath to come back to listening. Um, but with that said, people do have just emotional response or physiological response to the music and their mo- or the sound rather, and their minds might be everywhere, <laughs> you know, but we do find that people get dropped into a state because they're moving into different brain waves. They do, they so do most drop people, in somewhere. Most yeah. people start to slow down a yeah. bit and, and then that's when we start hearing things like, I saw these colors when I heard this voice, the, you know, the voice sounded blue and they saw colors. Yeah. So most times people are slowing down kind of in that state between sleeping yeah. and waking, that in-between yeah. zone. A lot of people feel that they're there. You know, and certain sounds start to kind of... You know, people start hearing things. They're like, oh, is that like a little seashell? Is that, you know, a little creek? You know, like little, little scenarios start kind of coming up for people. They remember walking through a meadow or, you know, it's it's association, free association. So it's not so much like, oh, I have to focus my mind on this one point, you know, if you use that in your daily practice, because you have one, wonderful. But other than that, it's really just listen. See, the instant you picked up that chime, I thought of my grandmother's screen door. That's just that. It wasn't like even just a door. It was like a specific door, my grandmother's door. There you I go. can think of going to yeah. my grandmother's house. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's yeah. kind of the thing. So the goal isn't necessarily a type of a focus or a meditation type of idea. We don't, yeah, you don't want, 
people shouldn't feel freaked out around the concept of it's a sound meditation. You mm-hmm. do not have to know how to meditate, but it fast tracks you into a meditative yeah, state. Yeah. And we're kind of talking about two things here. Mm-hmm. So, so sound baths are these, this experience where you're bathed in sound for 45 minutes uh, to an hour. But Nicole and I, which we'll, we'll talk about a little bit further uh, at some point, I guess, here, yeah. is that we are running uh, a group that does look at helping look at people learning how to use sound as a way to get to meditation. So there's like two ways to structure this. One yeah. is you just come and you have the sound bath. And the other one is, is you're participating in a group that's helping you learn how to you know, train your wandering mind to listen to sound or return to your breath. And, re- and reduce stress. And reduce ultimately. stress, yeah. No, because you can use mm-hmm. it to do that. <laughs> yeah, and so, and that's the reason why, I mean, you guys have so many different ways that you guys are involved in this. You're involved in it as individuals, you're involved in it mm-hmm. as a pair, and then you're involved in it as a, as a group of four that put on performances yes, for yes. groups. So to achieve all of these goals, each one of these has a specific sort of setup for that. So what is um, the Sound Body Collective? So what is the Sound Body Collective? Yeah, so the Sound Body Collective, we like to call ourselves a sound bath band. Uh, we're comprised of four certified sound therapy practitioners. And uh, together we put on uh, sound bath experiences. So what's really unique about our sound baths is that there's four of us. Um, and together we're creating these intuitive, intention-filled soundscapes uh, for public consumption and enjoyment mm-hmm. and hopefully for people's benefit uh, so far so good mm-hmm. um, and it's it's really a special experience for us as well the four of us to be able to connect um, the way we do when we're facilitating you know no sound bath is ever the same yeah we're always challenging ourselves yeah. to come up with something new so yeah. this time we're gonna we're gonna put the concert flute in next time we're using the hand pan let's let's do this uh, sound uh, sounds of the rainforest like so it's it's wonderful because we're really trying to create these soundscape experiences um together and and it's always um this beautiful creative process that we do each time to arrive at making one yeah yeah and it's always informed by um Western science, it's informed by traditional Chinese medicine, just different modalities um, of, of around sound. Mm-hmm. Um, so we like to incorporate uh, different mm-hmm. different elements uh, into our into our sound mm-hmm. scapes. Yeah. Well, each one of these is and, created uh, on its own, right? Like there isn't sheet music for this, right? There is. There's there, no sheet music. There's no, you know, there's we, no specific tracks. Not yet. No, no, not yet. I mean, yeah. we, we're we're looking to do a little bit of that, uh, but certainly we 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 created a roadmap uh, of what our soundscapes, um, where we're going to journey, and how we transition into different stages uh, of the sound journey and why we're doing things. It's not all random, but certainly when you're in the moment and you're delivering the sound bath, you're tapping into what's going on in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's quite an amazing experience when, you know, as a practitioner for myself, for example, you, you feel the, the call to do something sound wise and you do it and you feel the release in the room. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the breath releases, you know, the, the whole room. And yeah, you're yeah. like, whoa, you know, so it's, it's, it's quite, quite an yeah. experience because it's, um, there's themes. Yeah, yeah, there's themes. So there's we themes. might do like a water theme, right? Yeah. And so then you might hear like the ocean drum. Um, 
you might hear the rain sticks or so we we often create themes um throughout those workshops or we might set an intention well we do set an intention yeah. every time like yeah yeah you yeah. know it's feeling yeah. kind of stressful it's christmas so let's try to play things <laughs> that are really grounding and help promote stillness and quietness yeah. and settling no christmas chimey yeah. chimes no, yeah. exactly. no bells yeah. no silver bells <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, or, you know, now we're heading into spring. Um, and in traditional Chinese medicine, wood is <laughs> the the element associated. So looking at how can we incorporate mm-hmm. wood instruments mm-hmm. into the sound baths intentionally uh, to and create forest soundscapes that speak to that. So it's really creative. It's just a really wonderful mix of being able to be creative mm-hmm. uh but intentional and applied with that and, creativity and, and from your you know rock star past nicole like do you see <laughs> do you see uh similarities in the experience of response to the crowd or is it something <laughs> completely different like is it different from playing a show well, it's, it's actually a compliment when I put people to sleep now. So, like, <laughs> yeah, you don't want anybody to fall asleep in the bar. They probably didn't fall asleep. Yeah, passed yeah, out. yeah. If you fall asleep at a sound bath, that's an incredible compliment. Yeah. So, um, it's it's unique in that um, uh, performing in in a, in, a, in a more traditional band setup. It's your it's performing right. Yeah. Whereas. Um, and you certainly there's there's things that I take from my past experience doing that um, into the sound baths, um, uh, but uh, it's it's different in that it, it's 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 you're applying the sound to you're not in there for entertainment purposes, mm-hmm. but there's something around the musicality. There's something around the trusting that that next step is going to come, you know, like trusting the, the comfort that you're, you're comforted in that moment to just continue that in that sound space. Yeah. Um, there's a certain uh, familiarity that comes with, with having a more uh, traditional performing experience. Um, but it's a little different. But I'm sure yeah, like, you've got to have a band structure in some way when you have four of you. Right? Mm-hmm. A single person is performing, but you've got to know sort of what the other people are doing, right? Or, yeah. or is it different than that? Yeah, yeah. we certainly, the way mm-hmm. we structure um, the different uh, sections of the sound bath, um, certain people are the ones playing certain instruments mm-hmm. associated with those sections, you know. Um, but you know exactly how long they're going to play it for, or exactly what is Laura going to start sounding with her voice, and how am I going to come in and and harmonize and amplify that, or vice versa. There's a real organic element to that, but obviously, the more we practice mm-hmm. together, the more intuitive that becomes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, that a wonderful compliment for from people for us is that it just felt seamless. It, it yeah. felt there wasn't any mm-hmm. awkward transitions, or mm-hmm. or wow, the voices really melded, you know. And and for us, it happens in the moment too. It's kind of magical sometimes. Mm-hmm. You, you can almost second guess where they're going to go. You know, yeah. with, mm-hmm. with it. So like like really improv jazz, but it doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes you're making these like elongated vowel sounds. Yeah. Um, and because Nicole has a lot of vocal training and that experience on stage, um, 
she may be the one because we're building our confidence mm-hmm. who is thinking that out first, let's say, and yeah. then we might be creating melodies on top of it, or she's creating her melodies and we're just holding the long vowel sound the whole time. Mm-hmm. And those vowel sounds are known to give people, um, healing experiences. So that's a, other, a whole other conversation, but so for sure her background in music, like has been extremely helpful. Um, and I think in helping all of us find our voice because she's been sort of more confident in knowing her own voice because she's done that stage yeah. work um, and she kind of knows how that works. And I think it's really helped the rest of the band. I mean, they're not with us today, but I think they would agree. So she boldly goes out there and starts <laughs> singing these beautiful melodies. And then it's all, you know, helped raise our vibration to sing more and to be more engaged. So we just kind of keep getting them better and better. So it's yeah. great to have a, a properly trained um musician um with this type of vocal experience for sure awesome. yeah uh, what are the um what are the roots of this therapy does it come from cultures is there a long list of this yeah yeah <laughs> i mean cultures from around the world thousands of years have used have used sound have used chanting have mm-hmm. used um uh, instruments drum um this goes back to yeah i mean our heartbeat really it's like from Mm -hmm. right so there's a in all oral tradition there's this element of sound and melody you know and uh cultures around the world's oral and and, yeah and And, and people would also sing and dance to you know um when there was something to celebrate or um when they wanted the crops to grow or when they wanted rain or they would make a lot of sound when they were going to go into war so we've been using sound Mm -hmm. uh, both therapeutically um and as well for different things Mm -hmm. through through the centuries Mm -hmm. for thousands of years Mm -hmm. right because the voice just again it's not about singing it's sounding it's toning it's 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 clearing for your own body it's your own healing the most powerful sound therapy tool sound healing tool we have is our own voice so if i if i sing after the end of a busy day just make a long vowel sound just, like, ah. like, you know, like <laughs> it doesn't have to sound great or something Sounds right i clear i just suddenly my brain that was busy with everything that was going on in the day just disappears yeah. so that's what we say to clients we're yeah. like just learn how to make these simple vowel sounds at home. It's going to feel weird at first, yeah. but we're going to get you comfortable here in our workshops and then see what happens when you do it at home. Cause if you can't do that seated, seated meditation and sit there and close your eyes and it's too busy, go home and make, you know, sound yourself for 15 minutes by yourself. And I'm telling you, you'll feel calmer after when you make those sounds because you're resonating from the inside out yeah. and you're basically helping your whole central nervous system to quiet down. Mm-hmm. It's fast. Yeah, it's it is fast. fast. And that's, that's in, in our business sound response wellness, we want to bring that into workplaces and show people that they are able to relax and take a time out using sound because i've done traditional sitting meditation and it takes a while to learn how to teach that brain to come back to the breath so there's many different ways of doing seated meditation but coming home and learning how to just make or humming humming is another way i've got a client right now um who is really benefiting from some humming when she's feeling really stressed out um she has um 
autism and she's finding that when she hums it's a really quick way because it resonates into the body to calm herself down mm -hmm. so some people can't sit in meditation they go they just can't do it yeah. right and we say go meditate and they're like but i can't meditate right i don't know it's yeah. too hard i don't yeah. want to sit am i doing it right am i doing it right it's like I, that's the pressure you know yeah. it's become this kind of competition of, yeah. of such right so we want to we want to educate people that, you know, if you have the blessing of, of hearing and <laughs> that's all you need to know <laughs> that to do is, yeah. is just, just open, just open your ears. Is there, is there instruments that an individual could pick up that would help them do this on a regular basis? Anything as simple as chime-like. These are called Koshi chimes. They were designed by a gentleman in France and each one, there's four in total. And they each have beautiful circular melody and overtones. So even just playing a chime like this for a while and just listening to it, calming the mind, that's the beginning of sound therapy, right. self-administering sound. Mm -hmm. Or a crystal bowl if you wanna. So this is a, a G bowl. And then we could just make a sound with it. So we can uh, practice with this G bowl. And then you can make a sound with it. So dissonant there getting some creepy crawlies out <laughs> so that's the other thing it's it's we certainly want to create harmony uh sometimes you want to create a little bit of dissonance and and a little bit of, of, a, of a binaural beat which is when two inputs are almost the same but not quite so there's let's say 10 hertz in between the two of them yeah. and it tricks the brain into having to communicate both sides need to communicate so this is a G, and we're also listening to a D bowl. And then you can add your voice on top of it. You want to create something there? complicated it doesn't i already feel confident. And you can do it 
Yeah. yeah. That's correct. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there. What were no, you saying no, no. there? <laughs> I was just saying I felt calmer already. I dug it. Yeah. yeah. Yay, great. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I'd be scared to try it myself, though. I'm a little worried. Am I going to have to, after the podcast, I think I'm going to have to sit down and try to attempt it myself. I don't know. Well, that's what's beautiful about the workshops we're writing is we're helping people learn how to make these really simple sounds themselves. And we hope that what they learn in the workshop, they're going to take, you know, on the road, you know, um, use in their house, use before they go to work or after work or, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it's funny. I think that sometimes we're very, very comfortable with having uh, sound release you know, like when we're at the gym or when we're playing sports and yep. there's a reason we do that. And we do that to kind of release a bit of that energy. But then I think a lot mm-hmm. of us are very uncomfortable with doing that in a, in a home situation, like just sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. but it still helps. Mm-hmm. It still does mm-hmm. the same thing as it does when you're, you know, playing a sport or, you know, super excited about something and you're, you know, you're like, you're having a great time and you just want to yell or scream. And that's, that's not a weird thing. It's a strange human response but um i think we're less comfortable with doing that when we're alone and you know just feeling tense but i think it it's just as important at that point wouldn't you agree mm-hmm. yeah and i think if you're nervous you can just start more simply so by humming so let's just do a little bit of humming if you don't want to sing so we'll just do yeah. a basic humming yeah i'm gonna go good okay so we breathe in again and then See, I love it when you guys hit a harmony because you can, <laughs> well, no, like you guys have a great harmony together and it, you can feel it, right? You can, you can yeah, totally blessed. feel yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. No, you can totally feel it. It sounds great together. Um, and I can see how that can be super calming for people. And to me, it seems like something I could do easier than quiet meditation because I, I, one, lack the ability to be quiet. It's not something that comes naturally (laughs) to me for long periods of time. I've tried meditation in the past. doesn't work. I remember as a kid, I bought a record, uh, Benedictine Monks. Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it was like a surprise big hit back in the 90s. And a lot of people ended up buying it, but it was a similar reason. I would listen to it for a similar reason to what you guys are talking about. It was just, it was a lot of that type of, of um, chanting and all that type of stuff, and I, I found it to be a very calming record back when I was a kid. Um, hmm. Nice. It's so interesting that you, you found that. You, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, even yeah. as a kid, maybe you were looking for something that you could do that would like, help settle you so often we have these resources we just don't know about them right yeah well it's a bit of a tangent but it's closer to to part of your other professions um but definitely they didn't have a lot of anxiety uh help back in the 90s when kids had anxiety (laughs) you didn't have it definitely I would have I would have been diagnosed I would have been on medication for sure today but back then we didn't have anything 
No, but I was so definitely true. seeking those types of things when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. trying to calm my mind, all the ridiculous worries we have when we're a kid that you find that are mm-hmm. completely pointless back in the day. You know, like <laughs> right. oh, all those things we worried about in high school, completely no purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we're so, so intense and so and so important and so hard to handle when you're a kid. That was one mm-hmm. of the things. And I bought, I bought it from Columbia House. That's how long ago it was. <laughs> <laughs> I still no, don't no, think I've even paid them for it. But... Uh, <laughs> I bought it from Columbia House. I probably still have a bill out there. But so was uh, it cassette? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm still CD. I'm still in the oh, CD yeah. member. No, yeah. Still yeah. Younger than- oh, you're yeah. still younger. Okay, we're Gen X. That's what I'm Oh, wait, you're Gen X. Okay, I'm a Gen X. Yes, we would be Zillennials, <laughs> but it's... No, 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 no. I, I'm a, I'm a generation. I'm a, yeah, those millennials, the middle thing, the weird, yeah, right. yeah the seventy whatever yeah. to eighty two thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where I'm yeah. at. Um, yeah. Which is like the most hipster thing to do to say I was a millennial before millennials were millennials, but uh, <laughs> like it really <laughs> is. But that's where we're from, and that was a time when then when, you know mental health we didn't really talk about it. So true. There was definitely sometimes conversations about suicide. The biggest conversation Mm -hmm. I ever had about suicide when I was a kid was when Kurt Cobain died. Sure. Right. Oh, I know. I never forget that experience. I was in grade, I think it was seven, but I remember our teacher being really, really, really concerned about us and worried that one Mm -hmm. of us might attempt suicide. Um, mm-hmm. so we had a huge conversation with us about it and we were, uh, we were talking about heroes in that class. It was about Greek mythology and heroes. And so she was brought this whole thing about right. Kurt Cobain in and was he a hero? And even though he was a hero, was his act heroism and understanding, uh, all of that stuff. Uh, and she wasn't the most progressive, but I, I, I just, I, I'll never forget that conversation, but that was one of the biggest conversations I ever had about mental health in junior high and high school. Um, and now it's, it's great that it's a much, much, much bigger conversation mm-hmm. and people are mm-hmm. doing a lot more when it comes to their mental health. And that's why it's great to see the growth in, in, in yeah. ideas like this, you know, because this is a great mm-hmm. thing for mental health. And I'm an individual that has the complete no ability to focus on nothing. This seems to be something that gives people the ability to focus on something that doesn't take away from their ability for their mind to wander and be free and relax. Would you agree mm-hmm. with that? Yeah, it's super accessible. Mm-hmm. It's super accessible. And, and the more that you, that you do it, the more you will find that your mind does calm, that your mind mm-hmm. is oh, meditating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we have uh, tuning forks here. Like, I'll just play them really yeah. quickly because I'll give you an example, right? So this is a, a C and a G, which makes the perfect fifth. Um, and when you, uh, these are biosonic tuning forks. And when you ding these together, they create an incredible vibration. And unfortunately, you're in Alberta, so I can't put these up near your ears. But when yeah. you put them up to your ears, they deliver this incredible calming sound. So... Um, let's I'm just see what little, happens over the interweb. Yeah, let's see. Nice. I think I yeah, I'm I'm definitely hearing it. I don't think I'm getting as much of the resonance as it normally would. Yeah, I think that's what where where it's missing because it comes off really great at the start. 
but then it, it trails off really quickly, and I don't think I'm hearing the full resonance of it. I think that. I think, well, the reason why I brought them up is just yeah. because, like, they're so they're so quick. You know how yeah. you said this is a quick way. You just have a set of tuning forks. You ding them a couple times, put them up by your ears, and you will it's just get this sound wave like delivered yeah. royally immediately, yeah. Yeah. and it'll, it'll settle down. Yeah. You shift gears. You yeah. shift down from fourth to third to second. Yeah. It's like chill out a little bit. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Laura, has this, has doing this changed the way that you look at some of the other things that you do, like psychotherapy and social work? Mm. Has it informed that at all, or has it just helped you to deal with some of the stresses of that? It's done, uh, that's a really wonderful question. It's done both. Um, so uh, sound therapy has become a tool for my, my own life. Um, when you know I'm busy working with people all day it's a really fast way for me to kind of just clear out that day and to get grounded and settled um you know there's lots of research coming out on this um nerve called the dorsal vagus nerve which runs um from the back of our uh brain stem down throughout our body and it touches all the organs on the way down and there's research that's becoming you know clearer and clearer every day that when we sing um or chant or uh, hum that it it helps to stimulate this nerve and 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 settle your body so it is informing my work and i have a bunch of clients um where we actually um start the session with a five minute meditation with sound so i'll play a quartz crystal bowl recording that nicole and i made or i may bring the tuning forks in the session or um you know a metal bowl and before we get into doing the work we may just settle for five minutes in this really easy sound meditation and and many of the clients are finding it super helpful because they're coming in off the ttc or or they have seven responsibilities and they're kind of exhausted and we might just breathe and get our bodies regulated and get ourselves back into this less um anxious uh physiological state and then we'll do the session so it's changed everything for me on a personal level and as well as the work that i do with uh clients and if clients don't want to start with a sound meditation that's fine too but more often than not once they start hearing these instruments they're like yeah and they get really curious mm-hmm. and they ask for it now can we start with like a little bit of the the little metal bowl or the mm-hmm. tuning forks or whatever yeah just kind of a, a reset for the brain. I don't yeah, know. exactly. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> and I, our minds get so busy, right? Yeah. And we're like, as you said, your mind, like I, I can be the same way, way where it just keeps generating thought after thought after mm-hmm. thought after mm-hmm. thought. And you need to interrupt mm-hmm. your, your big computer processor in your brain. And it's just, Hey, let's reset. Let's mm-hmm. slow down. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I, you know, I haven't lived in a major city in a long time, but I, mm-hmm. I, still remember the amount of noise pollution that you've got to go through on a day in Toronto. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. You got to kind of clean that out. You got to cleanse the palate of a, of, mm-hmm. you know, streets full of people and constant movement, constant noise, neighbors, dogs, that happens too. You know, <laughs> you got to clear a lot of that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, yeah. a, it seems like a yeah. great way to reset that. What is it about the quartz bowl? Like, is there something to do with that as a, as an element or whatever that would be <laughs> yeah it's the it's the resonance that is the way it vibrates it's it's essentially the pure tone that it that these crystal quartz crystal bowls emit 
it's a very, very pure drone sound. And these holes are mined from the earth, right? Yeah. The quartz is mined from the earth. Yeah, it's, it's heated 4,000 degrees. It's heated. Um, I believe they first realized, oh, these little quartz holes can work mm-hmm. uh, in the creation of computers. Uh, they started... Uh, the, an element that came out of creating computers were like these little quartz kind of cool things that seem to vibrate. So this is a bit of a modern, uh, our understanding, it's a bit of a modern uh, invention, but for an ancient practice of other bowls and other instruments. Yeah, the metal metal uh, bowls in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's a pure tone. So when you're recording the bowls, for example, um, you know, the sound wave that comes up, mm-hmm. uh, the digital sound wave, it's a pure line. You know, there's no yeah. there's no major distinction. Yeah. You've just got the pure pure tones and semitones. And there's something about the drone sound. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to bike these differently yeah, yeah, yeah. in the future. Yeah. But um, we'll send you they create they create a, a drone that just lulls you. It just lulls you into this state of relaxation. Mm-hmm. So it can help with sleep. Um, it's it stress release, sleep, boost your immune system. I mean, Western science is, is going, oh yeah, it actually does all this stuff now. So it's really exciting. It's really exciting because it's very intuitive for us, but it's exciting to see the, um, research, the research that's backing up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh I don't know, it's such a it's a, such a different sound experience, right? It doesn't have to be super loud for it to encompass no. you. Right? That's exactly it. And one of my favorite parts of going to a concert, I don't know about yourself, but like it's it's that encompassing feeling. Like you're completely oh, immersed yeah. immersed in the music. It's similar to that, but it done at such a different volume. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be super loud. It doesn't have to be the bass yeah. that moves your heart. It's just, it's encompassing. It's, it, I don't know. It's really neat. It's a really neat uh, yeah. experience. Um, I find it's embodying, you know, like yeah, it that's, a word, that's a great like word for sound. it. It's a hug. Yeah, like, it's, it's a hug. like it embodies, you yeah. know, like yeah. when you go to a concert and you hear like the guitar solo and the drum and you just feel embodied, like you're just in your mm-hmm. body hearing sound and it's, oh, it's just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not just <laughs> yeah, hearing it with your ears, you're hearing it with your body. Like your body resonating yeah. with it, right? You don't just hear it with yeah. your ears. You hear it with your body. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, guys, we're at 50 minutes, so uh, we're oh. going to just kind of hit the end of it. Um, what I do at the end of each podcast is a little thing I call read, watch, and listen. I ask you what somebody should read, something somebody should watch, and something somebody should listen to. I think it's worth reading um, some of Dan Siegel's work. He talks about the concept of the window of tolerance um, and about your central nervous system and what we need to do in order to... uh, He's a psychiatrist from uh, the U.S. um, And he talks about the neurobiology of um, people and, and ways of finding... And why it's so important to find ways to not just calm the the, the brain, but the, the body as well. So I, I'm going to give a shout out for Dan Siegel. Mm-hmm. Um, I give a shout out to, well, it's two people, but Jonathan Goldman, um, real seminal pioneer in 
harmonics and sound healing. He's a musician and author and a teacher. Um, and then also uh, tuning the biofields um, <clears throat> by Eileen Day McCusick. She's really amazing uh, with what she has discovered uh, about the energy fields around our, you know, physical body and mm -hmm. uh, the way she uses tuning forks to help people. Um, mm -hmm. It's really interesting there because it seems way out there, but she is a hard scientist. So it's <laughs> well, really, really. What I find interesting is I do think that that some of the science and the woo are starting to come and meet yes. in our place. Yes. And a lot of those types of things, right? A lot of things that yeah. seemed really, really, well, I've never liked that phrase new age. I, anything mm -hmm. was marked with new age. I was like, I don't, I don't ever want to pick that right. up. You know, I think it, I, but I, I haven't seen that title in a long time because I think that science has started to, you know, really come to meet those types of ideas and, yes. and, and, and yes. see, yeah. And, and see the realities of it, that these things do yeah. affect us psychologically, physically, and in all sorts of ways. Um, but yeah, no, those are great. What about watch? Something you, we should watch. I think it's worth um, watching the Sound Healing Summit that the Shift Network puts on. Okay. Um, the last couple of years, they have an online summit of all these fantastic sound healers all coming into one place. So Daniel Goldman's yeah. there, um, so many different yeah. people. And some of the videos, I believe, you can just watch for free or you can pay for the conference itself, which is like, I think it's under $200. But if you really want to learn more about the power of sound, um, the science behind sound, um, all the different ways that we can explore sound. Then this uh, World Sound Healing Summit, I think that's what it's called. Um, sound Summit. The Sound yeah. Summit, yeah, on the Shift Network, um, is really worth tuning into. Yeah, you can't really top that. So I would, I would say. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, such a jam-packed lineup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's everyone and anyone who's into sound therapy and who's been, you know, working at it for years. So you have some people that have really, like there's one woman on there, I, I can't remember her name right now, but like she's invented like different tuning forks with different frequencies, like, you know, that she's found has worked over her like 20 year career. So these are people that are like the pioneers. And then, you know, and it's got that beautiful um, combination of like the science with the sound. Um, mm -hmm. I just love sitting down to watch that. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then listen, listen, I guess maybe, Oh, listen, listen to um, perhaps our recording. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our, our, our to be upcoming recordings. <laughs> or, or like our sound meditation. Yeah, listen to our sound meditation. Simple sound meditation yeah. recordings. Super simple with the quartz crystal bowls yeah. that we can put a link to. Yeah, we can put a link at, to it at the end. Six minute, 11 minute, and 21 minute recordings oh, so wow. you can build up your your home practice. Um, and I also like David Gibson. He, if you type in David Gibson, uh, sound therapy, he's a guy from the U S and he has, um, a couple of albums out. One of his tracks called enlightenment. There's another one called the Schumann residence. Um, and if you just put the Schumann residence one on and put those earphones in and lie on your back, you will have quite, um, 
uh, of experience. Hmm. So yeah, shout out to David Gibson for sure. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Um, all right, guys. And where can people check out your stuff? All right. They can check out our stuff at www.soundresponsewellness.com. And they can find the Sound Body Collective on Facebook at Sound Body Collective. Yeah, you definitely have some videos worth checking out there as well. And for some read, watch, mm-hmm. and listen, there's all sorts of content there for everybody to check out. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything you want to leave us all with? Um, that I really think that we um, create stories in our mind that say, oh, I can't sing, or I'm not a musician, or I can't do this. And it is just so far from the truth. You can use sound as a powerful tool in your life and, you know, do it in a way where you get reconnected um, and you get to play and you get to be creative. And these things are so important for our development as humans. We sort of forget that. We Mm -hmm. forget to play in connection with one another. We Mm -hmm. just, we're, we're such a society that is driven to produce and work. So, Please don't shy away from this because you aren't a musician um, or because you think your voice is no good. Keep an open mind and and give it a try. Come to one of the Soundbody Collective Sound Baths here in Toronto Mm -hmm. or check out our group at Sound Response Wellness. Mm -hmm. We're running the group again in May. Yeah, and uh, certainly if you don't live in the greater Toronto area, um, hopefully you can find a sound bath uh, in your city or town um, and online um, lots of recordings, listening even through headphones can mm-hmm. give you a lot of benefit as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, a, a friend of mine was telling me in early childhood that they don't do enough unsupervised play. And mm-hmm. I was having a lot of skilled problems. I don't think we have enough unsupervised play as adults. I think, exactly. that we, I think that we, even when we are out having fun, we put too much pressure on us to like, even when it's like, hey, I'm going climbing. Well, I've got to reach this height. I, hey, I'm going to do this. Well, I've got to achieve this. Well, no, what about it? Just climbing for the heck of climbing or, mm-hmm. you know, listening for the heck of listening or screaming yeah. for the heck of just having a scream because you need to let it out, let the energy out. Exactly. I think we all need that. Uh, I think not everything that. has to have an exact purpose and an exact goal. Just mm-hmm. do something for the heck of it, to enjoy, to relax. There's a wonderful social worker that I love called Brene Brown. She's yes, got a, great. a Netflix special. Yeah. You're familiar with her? Oh, absolutely. Brene. I love her. Yeah, the, rock star. Her, um, <laughs> her thought about everybody's trying her best. She put something together for me in such an important way. Because uh, I always thought in a similar way. Like, I like to think that everybody's doing the best that they can all the time. So I try to afford everybody that and she has a whole conversation on that that i think is just incredible she did a podcast with russell brand and she talked about mm-hmm. all of that and that's what brought me to her and then i ended up picking up a couple of her books um oh, nice. but i that that to me was it was so such a good way of looking at the world that and everybody is all the time trying to do their best with what they have and and i think she's got a bunch of other really great concepts i think she's a really strong uh individual and and a really great way of looking at things without wrapping it in too much uh, fluff to me. I'm always looking for well, the, 
Sorry, I have yeah. some temptation to see when you're ending. Um, Brene Brown, the reason why I brought her up is because she um, talks about the fact that we live in like a culture of exhaustion. Yeah. And, and, and so what are the ways that we can, you know, um, not be living like that so much, right? Making yeah. space for creativity and play and time and connection. So I, it just struck me. I saw yeah. a quote from her. I'm like, oh, culture of exhaustion. Like, it's some, it sometimes really feels like yeah. that, you know, these yeah. days. It's a bad yeah. honor to work yourself to the bone. To that, right? yeah. yeah. Like, I've not. worked 70 hours this week. Like, that's some of the things we're holding up in this culture. And, and I think in our own way, we're trying to say, um, no, this isn't really healthy. Like, you need to have time for creativity, play, and connection. Absolutely. And time for to sit, relax, and let so. sound connect you and bring you that's to right. Absolutely. That's, all right, guys, I think we're at an hour. We hit one hour. Thank you guys so much for your time. I, I, I think I'm going to go sit on my couch for a little bit and make a little bit of noise. Jesus. Thank you so much. Thank you, so, thank you very much for your time. It was uh, great to meet you, Laura. Great to talk to you again, Nicole. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and have yourself a great day. Likewise. Yeah, thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.